1: turn to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Managed print services to keep your printing costs down? Yeah, Digitex does
0: that. ca on Oilers Radio 630 10. Alright, we recap the Kevin Lowe Hockey Hall of Fame edition uh, with comments from Wayne Gretzky, Brian Burke, and Kevin Lowe. Mark Spector joined us to talk a bit about Hub Cities. Did want to mention at 1234 at Edmonton as the National Hockey League community recognizes and celebrates Pride Month, Uh, the Edmonton Oilers extend our support to all members of the uh, LGBTQ2 community. Hashtag hockey is for everyone. And a uh, tweet has just come out, and I'm going to apologize to our next guest because he may have tweeted the same thing. But Pierre Lebrun has just tweeted out, uh, NHL Deputy Commissioner Bill Daly says, it doesn't appear as though a Hub City decision announcement will come today. Still more to iron out, so we'll see what the weekend brings. Big night tonight on Sportsnet. We are going to go to our Oilers now. Headliner for touchback safety. Touchback remains open for training, taking all necessary precautions to ensure the safety of their staff and clients we welcome back to the show for the river career resort casino uh in one of the two hub cities that i would choose now from toronto ontario elliot friedman hi elliot how you doing hi bob how are you doing bud not bad man things have moved quite a bit here over the last week haven't they oh my goodness
1: yeah like it was it was vegas and vancouver uh last weekend bob and uh And I think they were going to announce it yesterday. I believe that was the plan anyway. And then on Tuesday, we heard that the Vancouver bid hit a snag. And now we kind of know what that was over. And uh, so Vancouver's out, as the Canucks announced last night. And now we're looking at some uh, new possibilities.
0: Um how much does it matter i mean i just i got a text here from uh, my buddy the Chisler, out of vegas uh who played uh, junior a uh, here in the province of alberta back in the day he just says bob a lot is going on right now i'm wearing my mask in vegas numbers are skyrocketing i think they should be in edmonton and toronto i would not have said that three weeks ago um you know i put a tweet out 2700 new cases in nevada over the last week the majority of which are in vegas i've got 118 people in icu right now now in nevada that is contrasted by you know we've had between six to eight in alberta in the last month on a daily basis just two in edmonton um does the COVID situation in uh nevada right now and specifically in clark county Elliot? do you think that? weighs at all in the decision-making process for the National Hockey League?
1: Yes. First of all, everybody should be wearing a mask. Like That's, that's number one. Secondly, yes, I'm sure it does. Um, you know, I, I think that obviously you want to go to somewhere where you feel you're safe, and I think the bubble is going to be as big a deal as anything else. Do they feel they can keep a tight bubble? I know that one of the reasons they feel comfortable about Vegas is that you're going to be able to put everybody into one or two resorts and they feel with all the amenities available there um, that they'll be able to keep those bubbles pretty tight and you know let's not let's be honest like money's a factor in this too and Vegas is going to make it uh, is going to make it worth their while or a little bit more worth their while i think than some other places were willing to so i i think that's kind of where they are i don't know bob maybe when it comes to edmonton they're waiting for a a video with edmonton actually in it
0: (laughs) you didn't like the four seconds from uh the video that came out of edmonton
1: i just you know i i just thought that was pretty funny i you know you know how I feel. I I just couldn't believe it. That's...
0: Well, you're, the one thing I like about you, Elliot, is you're fair when it comes to politics. You don't like any politicians, do you? <laughs> no, it's uh,
1: I am I am honest about that. I don't care what party you're
0: in. I'm not a fan. <laughs> there we go. All right. Uh, so so here's the situation. Uh, at the end of the day, here, how much? Can, and can you educate our listeners, is is this decision for the players, and I'm, I'm led to believe all players as part of the membership will be voting. Um, does, the, does
1: that are you a, talking about the hubs or are you talking about the CBA return to play?
0: Yes. Is there a, is there a difference between those two?
1: Yes. Uh, I think from what I understand, uh, Bob, is that the players were asked to approve Vancouver and Vegas, and they did. Oh. And, and, okay. And and then when they when and then on Tuesday I believe it was the league went back to the players and said if it's not Vancouver, what are your preferences? Um, because I think that's when they realized that Vancouver was going to fall apart. Okay. So that that's how I understand it. Now I I could be wrong, but I think I'm I think I'm right. But that's what I understand. Now in terms of the return to play. And everything in it, uh, including the CBA, I think that's gonna be one big, big vote next week, and everybody is going to have a vote, yes.
0: All right, so here's the point that's been brought up uh, by yep. many out there. Why would you so when it comes to the return to play, shouldn't the vote only be for the twenty the players on the twenty four teams that are playing?
1: No, and I'll, and I'll tell you what, that, that point has been brought up, I, I, I will tell you that. Um, I have asked that question, why, um, why is it all 31? And I was told that it's because, um, it's because the, some of the, whether you agree or not, it's because some of the return-to-play items are going to be folded into or entwined into the CBA, and the CBA, everybody gets a vote on. Okay. So that's as I understand it. Now, the other thing I should mention here is that I will say this, Bob, is that earlier in this process, I did have players tell me that were on teams that are in the playoffs, that they were concerned about how guys who were out of the playoffs would vote that they would simply say, uh, oh, there's no financial risk to us, so we don't care. We're going to vote for you to play. So I don't know if there was a ton of pushback on it. I yeah. know it was an issue. Um, so I think what's going on here is they've just decided that it's all big one vote.
0: All right. Uh, Elliot Freeman joining us from NHL Hockey and Rogers for the River Creek Resort and Casino. Bob Stauffer with you. So, Continuing down the path uh, on the Hub Cities, you believe they approved Vancouver and Vegas. Vancouver is out. Now Vegas's numbers are skyrocketing. Uh, The sense I'm getting from you, you think that's still irrelevant. That's not a big issue.
1: No, no, no. I wouldn't say that's irrelevant, Bob. Like I will say, I said on Monday that if you would have told me two weeks ago that we would have had two Canadian hubs, I wouldn't have believed it. But now if you were to tell me we are going to have two Canadian hubs, I would believe it. I think it's possible.
0: So we only have two Canadian teams left. So that would be Edmonton and Toronto in that situation. Yes.
1: Yes. Uh, the... I, don't, I don't think it's impossible that there's two Canadian hubs. Put it that way.
0: Okay. Does the league have to sell Edmonton to the players, in your opinion?
1: Uh yeah i i think it's they do um and you know i like i'm not really interested in in making fun of edmonton in any way shape or form um i think that one of the things here is you know the the accommodations um you know i i know the issue with toronto's bid was the bubble they were yep. concerned in downtown toronto that it wouldn't be able to keep it airtight like they were worried that uh, they were going to be in a situation where they couldn't, in the density of downtown Toronto, they weren't going to be able to keep it airtight, and now Toronto's changed their bid. Uh, I, I do think that in Edmonton, the accommodations have been an issue, and I know some people scream bloody murder about it, but think about it. Like You could be there, depending on where the Stanley Cup finals are played, for you know two, two, two months straight, two-plus, maybe seven or eight weeks, I don't blame people if they're saying, like, you know, if I'm going to have to be somewhere for seven or eight weeks, particularly if it's without my family, I want it to be in the nicest possible accommodation. But I have no desire to make fun of or, or kick up on Edmonton. It's it's not that does not interest me in the least.
0: Yeah, well. I- the end of the day, Elliot, once we get into the Final Four, all four of those teams could easily stay at the brand new J.W. Marriott, connected right to the arena. So, there is that that, as well.
1: That could happen, yes, that's true.
0: Yeah, so, all right. so, uh, well, we know now that this is is an ongoing situation. Uh, We'll continue to monitor it, and it has been, it's got to be stated, Elliot, this has been incredibly fluid, and if you're watching the news each night, it's I mean, especially if you watch, you know, CNN or even if you watch Fox, there's your range for you, um, you know, or maybe somewhere in the middle like ABC. Uh, the, the whole handling of the coronavirus in certain states has been really Texas and Florida and Nevada has been really interesting to watch. And uh, Well, you know, the
1: standard line I use, Bob, is what was true yesterday may not be true today.
0: There you go. Let's switch focus. Tonight is a big night for Sportsnet, um, NHL hockey, and Rogers. You guys got a thing called the lottery. I'm really happy Edmonton's not part of it. I just want to state that right now. We've run our we've run our course. And well, you pe-
1: never know. Like you, you could be Bob. <laughs>
0: As it turns out, you're right. The, we shouldn't be, but we could be. You're right. Well, so you know,
1: like, who, who's going to know? Like, I like your chances against Chicago. I really do. Yeah. But like, someone said to me the other day, like, who, like, who are you picking to win the Stanley Cup when all these teams get back? And I'm like, I have no idea. Like, yeah. who knows how these guys are going to show up? But you're right. Like, you guys are the favorite, and you should be the favorite.
0: Uh, so, how wild would it be if Ottawa ended up with the top two picks?
1: Well, I, I, I'm sure a lot of Sanders fans would be happy for that. I mean, um, you know, it's, I mean, it's not an impossibility. Like, their odds are great. Um, I mean, I know my buddy Jeff Merrick, he wants maximum carnage. He wants three teams from the playing round to finish in the top three. That would make for some really bad TV tonight. But, I mean, it's possible. Like, the odds are... Like, the odds are good for the possibility of that happening. And, and you know, I think the most – we all know who's going number one in this draft. Yes. I think the really fascinating thing is going to be who's going number two.
0: It's funny, right? Uh, I have a theory, Elliot, that what happens to Canadian players because of how the situation works with the world junior team is it almost works against you because as a as a player playing before you're drafted in that tournament, Quentin Byfield here – Even Connor McDavid didn't play center the year before he was drafted. He had got shuttled off to the wing and Byfield got moved around. And, like, I'd be taking Quinton Byfield all day at number two. And I almost think the World Junior at times, it works against Canadian players because of the depth of the Canadian system. And also a bit about... You know there's a a little bit of hey you've got to be here before and then you earn your spot where you know what i mean like I, like yes. what did by feel like he dominated the ohl this year when he he put up ridiculous numbers he's six foot four and a half and he can skate like there's not the yeah. concerns with, with his ability to skate the way there was with leon dry coming out of the 2014 draft it's it's perplexing to me but What do I know? I don't know anyway.
1: Well, you know, I got to tell you, like, I don't get enough of a chance to watch these kids, so I defer to guys like Merrick and Sam Cosentino. Like, those guys, Craig Button, like, those guys, they they really watch these guys more than I do. You know, the way I kind of look at it is this. I think if you're a smart team or a smart scout, um, I'm not convinced that the World Juniors— should hurt a guy like Byfield that much. Like, you might look at him and say, oh, okay, I want to see more from him in big games. But it's a small sample size. I, I agree with you. It shouldn't – I mean, I- I- like, unless you have two guys who are exactly the same and you say, well, I like this one guy because he played better in big games, that's all right. But, uh, I- like, a- anybody can have five or six bad games, a five or six bad game stretch. And I think overall, you should be looking at a lot more than just one j- World Junior tournament. Like, if if I if I a, if I had a scouting staff and I saw Byfield dominate a whole bunch of games, and I said we're not taking him because he didn't play well at the World Juniors, uh, I'm not sure that that's the kind of thinking I'd want on my team.
0: All right, we're joined by Elliot Friedman. So the lottery starts at six o'clock. Just. Uh, I know you guys didn't broadcast it, but the Hockey Hall of Fame took place a couple days ago with their selections and their announcements. Kevin Lowe getting in, the seventh-order skater. The Montreal Canadiens were my favorite team in the 70s. They have nine guys in the Hockey Hall of Fame off a team that won in, uh, what, 72-73 and then won from 75-76 until 78-70, 75-76 to 78-79. They won four in a row. Just your thoughts on Kevin Lowe getting in.
1: Well, I have no problem
0: with it. Like,
1: um, I, I'm not one of those people who have a, a problem with Kevin Lowe being in the Hall of Fame. Like, first of all, um, you know, first of all, I'm not a guy who gets riled up about the hall, halls of fame in general. That's number one. Uh, number two, um, you know, I, uh, you know, the world is going like the world's basically burning right now, and uh, I, I look at the other day as. A bunch of people getting and their families getting to have a fantastic day uh, in a time where not a lot of people are having great days, and I I prefer to celebrate that as opposed to dump all over that. But I but I've got uh, like I've got no problem with low. Like you know, just because a guy is the seventh guy on his team to go to the Hall of Fame doesn't mean he doesn't deserve to be in the Hall of Fame. Like at the end of the day, the only thing that matters is were you a great player. And I think Kevin Lowe was a great player. So I have absolutely uh, no problem with it. Um, I, I think that, you know, Kevin was a pretty talented offensive player, even though he didn't put up numbers. And even if he's better known for his defense, like, to me, it's like, who cares? Like, defense is a big part of the game. And I think, if anything, the Hall of Fame has underserved great defensive players. I mean, Bob Ganey's there deservingly. Rod Langway's there deservingly. Uh, Guy Carboneau is there deservingly. But, I, I, like, I, I think Rod Brindamore, who was a great defensive player, should be in. I, I'm beginning to think more and more that Butch Goring, who was a great defensive player, should be in. Like, to me, Kevin Lowe is a fit, and I, I don't care if he's the seventh boiler. That, that was a traveling Hall of Fame team, and as far as I'm concerned, he deserves to be there as a player.
0: And in Edmonton here, those of us that grew up watching that, we, watching first the Eskimos win five great cups in, in a row and then watching the Oilers win five and seven years. We weren't the least bit spoiled at all, Elliot, just to set the record <laughs> straight. Going through that, it's never, it's never affected any of our demeanor and animated conversations on the road over the years. Uh, one final one for you, and I asked Berkey this yesterday. So yeah. we've gone from six to soon 32 teams. By the way, what's yeah. the what what's the name of the building for that 32nd team in Seattle? Oh, it's
1: the Climate Pledge Arena.
0: Okay. Uh anyhow, uh that's you cut me loose here Elliot, you got another call coming in or what's happening there? Elliot, you there? I believe we just had Elliot drop. Sorry nope, about that, bob I lo- I lost you for a sec. Apologies. Uh, Oh, my, that's what my wife says all the time. Uh, so tell me this. Uh, do we need to expand? We're up to 32 teams. Should we maybe going be going six skaters from the National Hockey League every year? Or are, do, you, do you think maybe we should look at expanding the size of the Hall of Fame classes, just given that there's so many more teams and more players now? Well, the one thing I do
1: think is that, you know, um, I, I would I wouldn't mind seeing them go to one more. I mean, the problem is, like, if you look at the the issue that you have here with the Hockey Hall of Fame is you really don't have any idea on the voting, right? Yeah. Um, Like, people always say, like, do you think this guy will get into the Hall of Fame or why didn't this guy get into the Hall of Fame? And the answer is that most of us don't know because it's (laughs) 18 people who vote secretly and you don't really have an idea of the process, right? Like, in Major League Baseball, you know who the voters are. All of their votes are published. And you get an idea if it goes from, like, you know, zero to three or four or five because you see all the ballots. I, I, I think also now, like, like I just think that the the, the Hall of Fame should be, uh, where, where now uh, there's female players who are being right. a- entered. And also, like, I saw Mike McKenna talk about, you know, should someone like Francois Allaire, who changed hockey, by bringing the butterfly in, I think that's a very good call. And I think the issue is there's so many good players that it's hard to, to do it with four. Like, I look at the guys who haven't gotten in yet. Like, I have no problem with anyone the other day. I think Alfredson should be in. I think Flurry should be in. I think Brindamore should be in. I think McGilney should be in. And then next year you look and you got the Sedines who are five star locks, I think, right away. I agree. Away. So, I agree like there's not enough room for everyone and that's why i would love to see it get expanded a bit yes
0: elliot have a great show tonight i know you're a part of it and uh we'll touch base uh next week or maybe not i think you're taking a couple weeks off so uh enjoy your time to take a couple weeks off yes all right well thanks as always for your time elliot all right. Take care, by Be well. Be well. That is Elliot Freeman from NHL Hockey and Rogers for the River Cree Resort and Casino. Roos Chris Steakhouse. It's the greatest steak you've ever had. Edmonton owned and operated. Open uh, Wednesday through Sunday from 5 p.m. until close. 99.90 Jasper Avenue. Roos Chris in Edmonton. The 99th. Roos Chris open on 99.90 Jasper Ave. Roos.
1: With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, Quick strategic thinking is crucial, and with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown, and through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com.
0: Chris, tell them Oilers Now sent you. We'll take a quick timeout. You're listening to Oilers Now. It's 1254 at Edmonton. It's 1257 in Edmonton. Uh, let's get into it. NHL today brought to you by Elite Promotional Marketing. Drew Shamahord and staff building tailored, branded programs for your team or business where your order is done on time, every time. It is Elite Promotional Marketing. And back at the 630 Chet Studios, here's Cody Jansen.
1: Well, Bob, as you said, Vancouver, they're out as a hub city for the NHL for now. Uh, According to Bill Daly, the NHL's got no plans to quarantine players for training camps.
0: And tonight it's the NHL draft lottery. This is just phase one, though. Still some more things to be sorted out with the NHL play-in series. All right, uh, that is our uh, NHL Today brought to you by Elite Promotional Marketing. All season long, uh, we do the Oilers Now Injury Report, James H. Brown Injury Lawyers. When accidents happen, go to jameshbrown.com. Trent Brown, Jim Brown, the staff at James H. Brown Injury Lawyers want to wish you and your family the best during these challenging times. Off to a global news weather traffic update. When we come back, the big man, Louis DeBras from NHL Hockey and Rogers. This is Oilers Now.